You're in the pharmacy waiting for a prescription to be filled. So you go outside. It's a nice day and you haven't been in the area for a while. So why not stand outside and see what there is to see? For example, trees have been planted between the street and the sidewalk proper. Last time you were here, you don't remember seeing that. Then you see a man walk up to one of the trees face out into traffic with his back to the sidewalk and apparently start to urinate against the tree. You walk away. But you can't help thinking. The guy who's about to urinate against the tree has the following options. Put his back to traffic facing the pedestrians. Put his back to the pedestrians facing traffic. Put his back to the oncoming traffic so that pedestrians and motorists alike have him in profile or face toward oncoming traffic, also in profile. So, let's say that you had to be that guy. Which would you choose? This situation, of course, is to be avoided altogether, but now, having thought through this situation, you feel slightly better prepared should you, in future, not be able to avoid it. books from England finally arrived. The local bookshop you like to deal with couldn't get them from their suppliers, so you contacted a friend who lives near London to go to their local bookshop, purchase them, and mail them to you. You might have been able to get them through an online store, but you'd like to avoid that, having heard enough about that business and the sorts of people who run it. You're much happier supporting something small and independent. And as for post offices, the ones over there and here, uh, you think it better to support those and keep them around than feed the courier companies. Not that post offices haven't disappointed you, but you'll take that over the experiences you've had with couriers. So, now you have those books. Along with the books that you already have. And don't forget the many compact discs of music. And then there's all that other stuff out there on the internet. Really, there's more stuff that you'd like to enjoy than you'll ever be able to.
So you're working from home and uh, you have to spend a certain amount of time on the phone. And there's more than one of you there working from home. And sometimes as well as talking to people on the phone, you have to communicate with each other. Uh, and sometimes when one of you is on the phone. Now, text messages are handy. Once you get over the weirdness of texting someone who is sitting literally steps away from you. Maybe it's just a generational thing. If you're in their line of sight and you can make eye contact, gestures and miming can work well too, as long as they're clear. There is that one time you tried communicating, shall I refill this cup that you used before? Using the actual cup and a teapot, only to get a quizzical look in response. If you're both on your own calls and one of you gets uh, too loud for the other's liking, that's where diplomacy comes in. Sometimes when you're walking down the hall from or to your suite, as you pass by someone else's door, you'll hear activity. You wouldn't want to have someone just pop out nearby you, nor would you want to surprise them as they stepped out their door. So you've adopted the practice of making quote-unquote warning noises to let them know you're nearby. Keys work pretty well for this purpose. They're not obviously a quote-unquote warning noise, like a uh, klaxon or something like that, but uh, they serve the purpose nonetheless. So these days, you uh, often make trips up and down your hall with your keys in your hand. Also, there are a couple of noisy dogs down your hall, and sometimes the sound of keys sets them off. You discovered this idea when staying in a hotel on vacation once, when another suite of guests on your floor brought their dog along on the trip. <laughs> 